Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi there. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Hi, Mindy. How you doing? Great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and tell all of our faithful listeners today what film we'll be talking about? Today, we will be talking about the 2022 movie Dog, starring Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Man. What's he done mm, lately? Mm, mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, doing he's been things. doing lots of stuff actually. <laughs> I actually think this is the second movie that we've done featuring Chang Tatum. Actually, just now I'm thinking about it. That is true. The Lost City was the other. Yeah, very from the early days of the Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movie catalog. So yeah, if you haven't heard that one after this episode, go back and search that one out. Mindy, why don't you go ahead and drop down our spectacular spoiler disclosure? Yes, since this is a fairly new movie, we want to remind you that we will be talking about spoiler-filled fun facts from this movie. So if you have not seen the new movie, Dog, please pause this recording and come back after you have. This movie obviously came out um, in 2022, which we're still in. What was the first time you remember hearing about this film? Um, I think I remember seeing a trailer somewhere, like online somewhere. And I remember being very nervous because i don't like it when dogs die in movies i don't care how many people die just don't kill the dog so i did look this up on does the dog die.com it's a real website check it out if yeah. you're worried like i am uh, but then also when channing tatum was doing press for this movie he made it very clear that the dog does not die he wanted everyone to be, be knowing that ahead of time so i was like okay good i could watch this movie now nice 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 what about you, you know, when's the first time you remember hearing about it i think i saw a trailer for it in the theaters i thought it was going to be a little bit too you know like you know we love the troops rah 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 but when i started researching more about the movie i realized it was more exploring you know the, the invisible scars that veterans endure when they come home from the war and i thought this film did a very good job of actually addressing those issues without being you know all up in your face like you know we need to take better care of our veterans and what have you. It wasn't very preachy, but it served a great purpose of getting the message out there that veterans are coming home completely fucked up 
and they need our help so much, you know? Yeah, I thought it was great yeah. at showing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get started, do you want to go ahead and give us the basic plot? Yes, so Channing Tatum, uh, we find out in the trailer he is a ranger, ranger battalion. Something must have happened, we're not sure what, something happened where he wasn't in the army anymore. But he gets this opportunity from this commanding officer, a buddy of his, one of his fellow army mates had died. And his service dog, or the dog that he had in the army with him, the family wanted the dog at the funeral. But nobody could get near this dog because she was just, she had just as much PTSD as like a human that had come home because she used to be right over there in the action with them. So she's got some some issues and so his job if he chooses to accept it is to drive this dog across the country to get to this funeral of his fallen uh army mate mm -hmm. and then yeah. they have some tough times some funny times some sweet times what kind of dog was he i know you know the name of this thing uh belgian malinois i think yeah. is how you say it <laughs> those, mil those military police dogs man they are hardcore man i've, I've seen them up close and I'm amazed at what they can do. They're they're definitely and you know the thing that makes me really I wouldn't say sad, but it makes me grateful is obviously dogs don't live as long as people. And when one of the the word dogs actually has to either passes or has to be, you know, put to sleep, the amount of military um honors that are passed on to these dogs, I've seen whole towns stand at attention with, you know, the freedom guard, you know, the people who ride on the motorcycles and stuff like that. They'll come down. They'll do the, I mean, the full 21 gun salute and everything breaks your heart, but it makes you appreciate just how much, you know, working dogs in a war zone really are to the mission. Yeah, exactly. So he knew this was going to be challenging. They had a, they were like, don't touch your ears. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. She gets really freaked out about different things. So he has like this, I don't even know what kind of vehicle you would call that he was driving, like an, Bronco or a little SUV like that with an open back window. So he put the crate in the back and, you know, within the first day, the dog, he runs into the gas station to get water or something. He comes back and the dog has broken out of the crate, destroyed it, and is chewing a hole through his leather seats. <laughs> oh, so wow. it's just, you know, it's going to be a tough journey just to get them there. Because I think, where was this base where they started? Like in... California I believe it was in Washington? Uh, it was in Washington, Washington. Washington. And I think yeah. the funeral was like in Arizona or something. It was pretty far to drive. So um, you know it was gonna be a long journey, but they have this book, and I don't know if this is a real thing, if you could shed some light on this, but these military dogs, or at least in the film, they had this book, like their I Love Me book or something, is mm -hmm. what they called it. It had all their like greatest hits of like all the you know, greatest raids and attacks and different yeah. things that the dog was able to do. And then what was funny is they had like some things that she liked in there, which was like a, a DVD of some old Grey's Anatomy <laughs> episodes, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, as for the the Love Me books, I don't know that I'm not wasn't in the army, so I really don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think I know of people who like, could have asked prior to this episode, but I never got the opportunity to do so. But no, I, that's not something we did in the Navy. I'll tell you that right now. Well, yeah, because you didn't have dogs on the ship. <laughs> well, we had, no, we did have dogs on the ship occasionally. They, they did security and stuff like that. 
So one of the things that I wrote down was he kept leaving this dog. So he's supposed to be in charge, you know, he's charged with taking this dog and getting it to the funeral. And he keeps making all these stops. Like he stops at the shooting range. Like that's not going to set off your dog that has PTSD or, you know, he stops at this bar and just leaves the dog at the car. And then he goes and tries to hook up with some people, leaves the dog at the car. And then, some idiot ends up breaking the window out because he's afraid for the, you know, oh, this dog needs to be rescued. He's like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And as soon as he busts the window out, the dog attacks the crap out of him. It's like, dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I was like, man, quit leaving this dog. You're, you're supposed to be in charge of him or her. I mean, but, yeah. and then I think one of the funnier parts was the dog gets out of the car or they pull over. Cause she jumped out of the back of the car and he's chasing this dog and he finds her at this like pot farm and he's like oh crap we got to get out of here i gotta find this dog so this i I wrote down hippie pot farmers so there's this like there's this big dude and he finds him and he's like okay you're you're out so he like ties him up and takes him inside and he's like wakes up and he's like man i gotta find my dog so he busts out of his zip ties and he finds this dog in the other room and this lady, this sweet, like hippie lady was just like being real sweet with this dog. And like, it was, she was eating out of her hand and like, and he was like, Whoa, how did you get her to do that? Mm-hmm. And you know, then they have to come because the wife, I assume wife, husband and wife are arguing. She was like, I can't believe you did that. You're going to have to go untie that guy. You can't just keep him here. Like what the <laughs> crap, you know? And he was, and it was like, uh, you could tell it was like, that was like the first time you tried to do something like that. It had gone terribly awry. And now this, you know, Ranger battalion dude had broken out of his thing and, and busted in there. Like he was going to mess him up. But then he was like, okay, dude, I'm sorry. You know, they yeah. worked it out. But, but I thought that was pretty, that was, that was a pretty funny scene. Uh, for me, the funny thing, and uh, again, I probably shouldn't have laughed at this as much as I did, but him pretending to be blind to get a hotel room oh was gosh. pretty pretty crazy. And then, of course, obviously, the, unfortunately, you know, a military dog is only going to do what it's trained to do, and he attacked that poor Middle Eastern man who was there. And thankfully, the the man forgave him. He understood, you know, the situation. Like he wasn't doing it to be malicious. It was a you know monkey see monkey do kind of thing. And I felt really bad, but the, the guy was like, "You got to get some help." I'll do this, you know, one press charge of you gotta get help. And he was like, Thank you. And yeah. but Bill Burr is the one that got me the most. And he's like, you know, I was a I was an MP in the war and blah blah blah. And this guy's like <laughs> that was the that was the running gag in the show about military police. And I love that. That was a really because we were the same way in the Navy. We could not give a shit about the master at arms. They were all, you know, they were the Rambos who couldn't get into the SEAL team, so they became master at arms, you know. I felt like yeah. there was a, a running military joke there that I wasn't yeah. uh, a part of or, or couldn't yeah. find as funny as you guys did. So yeah, people, <laughs> the people who join the master at arms either want to be cops, like when they get out of the military or they tried to go to like buds or EOD training or something like that. And they couldn't get qualified. So they, well, we can make you a master at arm that way you can still carry a gun, you know, at least. A, and they, the best part about them was they walk around the ship and they'd have like a little credit card. And they go up to you. It's like standard attention. You stand attention. They take the credit card and they go like this under your chin to see if it will make any resistance. Then Don't they, say they go like this because no one can see you. Oh, they would rub the credit card underneath your chin uh, against the grain to see if you shaved or not. And, nice. Oh, they, no, they were a bunch of dicks. We hated them. So anyway. <laughs> so that was a, a true story. 
and it's yeah. Like, that, that, yeah that's a that's a common feeling <laughs> yeah obviously the, the poor thing about the dog is the dog is going to be destroyed at the end of the film and that's i think that's kind of a running theme is like you know can this dog be fixed before the end of the film you know to escape the the lethal injection and in the end briggs ends up adopting this dog because they finally understand each other you know yeah. and um i think yeah. him i think the dog getting him through the night where he had the panic attack <laughs> and the siege really cemented their bond that they need each other more than they realized yeah that was a really sweet scene uh well there was there was one scene where their truck had broken down they it was pouring down rain and they find refuge in this like old garage and like a big place where you get your car fixed kind of garage and they the dog is scared and so he's trying to comfort the dog because every time the thunder goes off it's like she said it's like her ptsd is kicking in and uh so he puts on some trashy tv is what he calls it some gray's anatomy episodes which i thought was funny it calmed the dog right down and then later uh yeah so that was we find out that's the reason why Channing Tatum's character wasn't in the army anymore is because he had a traumatic brain injury and he could have seizures and things like that. So mm -hmm. he ends up having a seizure at the hotel room and the dog like comforts him and like comes and sits with him. And that was like kind of their first really big sweet moment. It's like, Oh, right. I think Channing Tatum did a really good job <laughs> in this movie. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, obviously I'm not the target audience for magic Mike. <laughs> but I will say um, he was very good in this. Uh, I, I definitely had a newfound respect for him and his acting ability. I thought he did a great job. And then, like I said, the storyline was he was supposed to get this dog to this funeral. And then he was supposed to turn her in to be euthanized, which is very sad. But they were like, no, this it's too messed up. Like, it, she's seen too much. She's done too much. She's very aggressive. Nobody can get near her. Like it, she's just, she's dangerous and nobody can, can tame her. And they're just going to put her down, which made me very sad. But uh, when like they get it. to the funeral that, you know, they've been through a lot on this journey, on this road trip to get to this funeral. Um, so we find out also along the way that the, his partner or his, you know, uh, what do I want to call him? His army mate, I guess. I don't know what to call him. He would be a comrade. Okay. Comrade. Army comrade. Yeah. Okay he actually we find out he passed away he had killed himself that's how he he crashed his car into a tree at 100 miles an hour so that was very sad and so we find out you know they get to the funeral he's not sure how the dog's gonna react uh she does okay then they start doing you know the 21 gun salute it's like oh crap you know but she she is like pulling to try to get away from him and he's like no no stay here stay here and she goes over and she could i saw those boots over there they had his army boots over by the the wreath um where they were doing the funeral mm -hmm. and she went over and she smelled his boots and she just curled right up around him i was like oh so sweet she just want to be with her person i will say this and I'm, I'm pulling it up real fast so i can get <laughs> my math right i was amazed at ethan supley now, I've met Ethan Suffley before. He was the gentleman in the movie who played um, his army buddy who, remember when he got his car broken into, they went out and he had the other dog and they were home. Anyway, yes. Ethan Suffley used to be about 300, maybe 400 pounds. And I didn't know that apparently he had to lose all this weight or it was going to kill him. And he's now down to 9% body fat in his whole body. And he has been just living in the gym since 2011, getting, you know, getting fit, 
Amavi, and now he's doing like these movies where, you know, you're like, oh my god, like who is this guy? And he looked amazing. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, he did look great. Yeah. I think uh, what I mostly know him from is um, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yep. American History X. I remember him from that, and also all the Kevin Smith movies, which is how I met him back in the day. He was in all of the Kevin Smith films. But yeah, no, man, I was like, holy crap, man, he looks amazing. So I'm real happy for him. Yeah, good on him. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, him. I thought he was in Scrubs, but maybe I'm thinking of uh, My Name Is Literally. Earl. <laughs> yeah, you are thinking of My Name Is Earl. Maybe one last thing I want to say before we get going in this is. And this is not me being preachy, but this movie is a great example of just how much veterans are having a real hard time transitioning back to the real world. But other branches like the Air Force and Navy, they can teach you jobs. They can teach you skills. The civilian world killing people does not translate well into actual usable traits and, and job skills. So these veterans have to come in. All they know is how to pull a trigger. And so they need help adjusting that's why I'm a full believer in like job programs, job training to get these people to learn in marketable skills so they can actually do well instead of fighting them on the side of the road, addicted to drugs, unable to hold down a job because of for whatever reason, they just don't translate well into the civilian world. This movie was a great example of that. And I was very, very happy that I saw it. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, the United States, not as well as some of the other countries, they need to do better. They need to do so much better because I've said this before and it says, again, people are all about, hey, we love the troops, support the troops, God bless the troops. But as soon as the troops get out of active service, we don't want them. They, you know, they're a liability, you know, and that I, I see it happen all the time. I have happened to friends of mine, might happen to my brother. It's just it's it's very upsetting sometimes. And I think that people need to do better about how they hire veterans. With that being said, do you want to give us our uh, patent pending uh, rating scale? Yes. Okay. Uh, what is one star? Bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three? Bloody average. <laughs> <laughs> Four stars? Bloody brilliant. And five stars? Bloody marvelous. I'll be flat out honest with you. Um, I was completely surprised. I thought this is going to be, you know, a really shitty version of Turner and Hooch, but uh, it turned out to be a very moving uh, film. I gave it a four stars. Bloody brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's surprising. I know that you were not looking as much towards watching that movie as I was because I I love Channing Tatum, and then you throw a dog in the mix and tell me it's not going to die. I'm in. So. <laughs> Um, I also gave this film a bloody brilliant. I thought it was great. Um, it had a great ending, you know, it's like they saved each other, you know, she was there mm -hmm. for him and he was there for her. And they created this bond on this road trip and he saved her life and she saved his. So mm -hmm. I thought it was amazing. So bloody brilliant. Will you, before we go, cause I know you know a lot more about dogs than I do. Maybe I misread it or maybe I'm just imagined it in my head. Was there an, a, a PSA? out there about why you should not adopt these dogs, these breed of dogs. There were several articles that came out around the release of this movie. And it was like, you're going to see this movie and you're going to want this dog because it looks amazing, but don't get this dog. There are a lot of work. They're very specific breed. They're trained specifically to be a working dog. Um, and yeah, there, there was several articles that came out that were like, 
please don't think that you want to adopt this dog because then they'll end up right back where you found them. So, mm. yeah. So what was the name of the dog in the movie? You remember? Lulu. Right. The film was inspired by a real road trip director Channing Tatum took with his dying dog, a pit bull mix named Lulu, after she was diagnosed with cancer in 2018. Channing Tatum's dog died on December 19th, 2018, and the film is dedicated to her memory. Oh, you need to make a movie. I just love that guy even more now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody, uh, before we let you go, we want to go ahead and remind everybody that we have partnered with T Public, a brand new store with Derek Duvall's show and Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies merchandise. We've got everything from stickers, magnets, and mugs. we got to get one of those mugs. And they've got, obviously, our, our, our logo on it. But tell them us what else we got there. We also have personally curated a collection of T-shirts that we thought were awesome. So they're some, you know, pop culture references, TV shows that we love, movies that we like, and uh, all kinds of good stuff on there. Yeah, so make sure you go to DerekDevallShow.com, go to the drop-down box that says merch, and you'll find a link to buy stuff from our store. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. You keep listening to them, and I believe you will keep making them. Until next time, we'll We'll see see you at at the movies, Planet Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.